to Synergy, the interactive podcast providing resources for building a better life. I am Zanashe. I am a coach, a conduit, and a catalyst who launches humanity into greatness by accelerating mindset changes and replacing limitations with possibilities. And today we are almost into October. We're almost, you know, edging into the end of the year. We just had the equinox. Our topic today is going to be honor. And I have a guest with me, Ember Sky. Say hi to the people. Hello, people. And we were just talking about, we don't even know how we met, but we've known each other for a while. She's a creative, I'm a creative, so we're going to talk about what we do. But I wanted to start talking about honor because to me, um, you have to honor yourself as an artist, as a person. And, and I think it's also important to honor the people in your lives and in your community. And to me, honor means to, to hold people in high esteem, to respect them, to regard them. Kind of goes back to the golden rule. Do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. So when I say the word honor, like what comes to your mind? Immediately honesty. Honesty is the first thing that comes to my mind when you say honor. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, we did a whole episode. One of my top episodes is actually on honesty, which is with uh, Lady 380. So we talked about honesty. Yeah. I love her. You know, I think about being again treating people the way you want to be treated Mm -hmm. you know treating people with respect treating people with dignity um and not being selfish Mm -hmm. you know because we all want to protect ourselves we all want to get something out of our lives but i think that if you're willing to step on other people to get to the top that is not the way to go that's not the way to go yeah that's what Go on, girl. <laughs> so I, you know, I always think about karma. Mm-hmm. What I want, what I'm doing to other people to come back to me, and I think a lot of people don't think about that because they're kind of willing to think that the ends always justify the means. And you know, um, I remember my grandmother saying, "What's done in the dark is gonna come out into the right, light." Right. So that whole honesty thing you were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, because. If you are being selfish, self-centered, um, cutting corners, just cheating. treating people badly. Cheating. Yes. Cheating in many different ways, whether it's on your SATs or, right. you know, uh, on, you know, cheating, trying to embezzle money or mm-hmm. actually cheating on your spouse or girlfriend or, you know, husband or boyfriend, you know, those things. That's not honor, you know, and, um, I have seen a lot on social media recently. It seems like we're in a whole gender war. I was just on a podcast the other day. And, you know, one thing I do think there was more of in the past, at least on the outside looking in, there seemed to be more honor. Mm -hmm. There seemed to be more respect. There seemed to be more of a acknowledgement of, okay, you know, here you are as my man, you're doing this, so I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So more reciprocation. Sometimes there wasn't, but I think a lot of times there was. And I think that there was more just, you know, less entitlement, I guess that's the best way to put it. Less entitlement, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, because I think sometimes people now seem to feel so entitled you know, this whole, your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This whole podcast, one of the 
ideas of it is that we need to develop ourselves Mm -hmm. because if we develop ourselves then the good in us ripples out into our community if we become better our communities become better but sometimes it seems like that is not what happens when people become better they just keep all the better for themselves and they feel entitled to not even give other people the same help that they got coming up right and, and to me, you know, I think that part of honor is honoring the sacrifices of those that came before you and, and paying it forward to those that are coming, mm-hmm. you know, cause there is a saying, um, my mentor who's passed on, Baba Fanahi would say that, you know, I stand in the gap between those that came before and those that will come. And I owe something to those that came before and those that will come. And so I can't just live my life for me mm-hmm. because I literally am part of a chain, you know, and the people who came before I, I, you know, that some people say I stand on the shoulders of greatness, you know, mm-hmm. so I have to honor their sacrifice. I have to honor their discipline. I have to honor their lives. And then the people that come after, I have to have a certain honor about myself. I have to do things a certain kind of way because they're looking at me yeah, for so guidance. You know, and holding, yeah. So, you know, what do you think about, you, you seem to resonate with this entitlement thing that, that some people, they don't seem to have standards for themselves or for how they're treating other people. What do you think about that? Do you have anything to say about I, that? I blame the parents. Um, no. Yes and no. Like, that was a joke, but it was also very true. Because with honor, you have to learn that. Like, to much, you know, what's the saying? For you know, respect is given, you have to earn it. Or you can't give respect without earning respect, or you mm-hmm. can't receive respect without earning someone else's respect. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, especially with this generation, there are some pieces missing. Mm-hmm. It's like people who are under twenty, especially, but we can go as old as like forty, especially now. It's, it's some gaps. It's like, okay, I'm from Arkansas. So like when I got here, the home training, everybody don't receive home training. Everybody's not taught the rules of not only this house, but other people's houses. Everybody doesn't understand like respect. You know, everybody doesn't, don't necessarily know how to respect themselves, let alone to respect other people. However, people do are constant consumers of what they see. Mm-hmm. They see other people who have things. So regardless of how they got it, they want it. And if you have it, why can't I have it? Mm-hmm. So that that work ethic, that uh, education, that respect, the honor, those are left out because at the end of the day, people like instant gratification. It's like, okay, well, I need me a man who makes six figures. Ma'am, you don't have a house. What are you paying for? When you get this man, because a lot of times these are the people who get them. Once you get that, what are you going to do other than buying shoes and weave? What What are we going to do with the six figures other than stress this man out and try to run him broke? Then you look for another one. And then meanwhile, you don't have anything to show for it. Where's the honor in that? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's some good points. You know, you, you brought up expectations and and people feeling entitled to certain people and there are some people on the internet especially with podcasts that will say 
Girl. that will say, your expectations are too high. Your standards are too high. Where standards and expectations are two totally different things to mm-hmm. me. Right. You know, um, they often don't match, which is true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, I think that, um, I think there does have to be a certain self-assessment mm-hmm. and to say, okay, this is what I these are my skills. Mm-hmm. These are my abilities. These are the qualifications that I have that make me ready for a job or relationship, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Because another thing I think that, you know, people talk about marriage. Why don't our grand, our marriages last like our grandparents? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but I, I like think it. one reason is that some people don't honor mm-hmm. the bond, the commitment. But also the fact that you have to have some skills to make it. It is not, it's not just about a ring, a pretty dress and a ceremony. You literally need to have like some communication skills. You need to have some value. Conflict resolution. Yeah, conflict resolution. You and you have to have some discipline mm-hmm. and you have to have, you know, I, 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 uh, saved a video from TikTok today and I don't remember the name of the creator, but she was basically saying that you should spend like the first several months of a new relationship learning your partner. Mm-hmm. Like what is their love language? Mm-hmm. What is their attachment style? What is their fighting style? Do they get mad and need to have a, t- a, a timeout period, a cooling off period? Are they the person who, you know, needs to go and work out for a few minutes because they get so much tension and stress that they, you know, they need to physically work it out. Are they the person where they do need to talk a little bit right now? Because if you if you just go off right now, they don't think that you're leaving it. Like they got a little bit of abandonment issues. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you have to say, hey, look, I'm going to talk to you in an hour. But right now I need to cool off. Mm-hmm. You know, so she was like, you need to you need to do that. So to honor that bond, you have to learn that person, right. you know. And um, I, I watched Princella Clark once sometimes and she says that love has several facets. And she said the first, she, she uses uh, John 3.16, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so she was like, for God so loved the world that he gave, you know, part of love is sacrifice, but also it's knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to know who you're coming into this relationship with because you have to know what you might have to sacrifice to make this work. I agree. But, you know, you know. knowing what you have to sacrifice, you have to know yourself. And a lot of times people try yeah. to get in these relationships to fill in voids for That's themselves. True. Like, I can't date you for you because you you complete me. That Wait a minute. You're missing some pieces. Right. That's not fair to me. How we going to honor this relationship and I'm filling up all the slots? Right, right, right. I saw this other this other little quote and it said that some traditional men and I'm putting quotations around that want to be obeyed like a father mm-hmm. but loved like a son that's weird oh I was like that's crazy mm-hmm. so they want unquestioning obedience like you're the absolute authority in this household and your word is law but you want to be baby Yes. You can't have it that way. That's not how this works. Because if I'm babying you, if I treat you like my son, I cannot honor you like my father. Because my father is the one taking care of me, not the other way around. Agreed. You know, so I think that um, people 
First off, they have to be honest. You said that earlier with themselves and they have to, as I said, self-assess. If we want to have a relationship, we want to honor this relationship. Are we on the same page as to what that looks like? Because if you if that is your definition of how I'm supposed to be as your woman, Mm -hmm. that I got to obey you like my father and love you like my son, we're not going to work. I can just tell you right now, I can't do it Mm -hmm. because I've raised two sons. And at a certain point, they had to be, you know, Mm -hmm. men. I ain't going to keep raising them forever. I will love them forever, but the love changes. Mm -hmm. The love is not the, let me make you a sandwich, baby, because you don't know how to make a sandwich. That's that's codependence. That's that's a whole nother thing. That's that's not love. That's that's, that's some therapy there. Yeah, and there there is wanting to bless people and and give to people but then there's also some people that take it a little too far and want to be waited on hand and foot they don't really want a partner they want a servant you know so and and i don't think that that honors the other person i was gonna say that i was gonna say that so i think that i think we're entering a stage you know where those traditional vows because I, i i did a little quick little thing about you know, the vows and how I think that men and women may hear vows differently when they're standing at the altar. You know, do you take this woman to love, honor and obey, you know, forsaking all others, cleaving just to her till death do us part. And I think the women are focused on the he's going to love me. He's going to honor me. He's going to cherish me. He's going to forsake all others. And the men are focused on the obey, obey obey me till death do us part. And it's like there's two different expectations going in because she's looking for the love, the honor, the cherish, the faithfulness. And he's looking for the obedience and that she's never going to leave no matter what he does. In essence, she's here with me and she has to work for the honor, the the all the other. I heard honor, <laughs> the love. I want to say she doesn't have to work for love because, you know, but people get married for different reasons. True. Some people get married for security of self. Some people get married for security of finance. Some people get married for just different levels of security. Mm-hmm. Even because some men like, okay, they'll marry the one. I have a friend, he's passed now. He said men will marry safe mm. and cheat reckless. Oof. Oof. And R.I.P. Carlos, because I swear that hit, that hit so hard when he said it. Because it's true. Because a lot of times, it, and again, it goes to what the honor. It goes to the honesty. Being honest, maybe that was him being honest. I'm like, I need somebody who ain't going nowhere, who I can trust with my heart and my money and my family and all the ties go within. So I'm going to marry uh, Tiffany. And Tiffany has been here since day one. I have cheated on Tiffany several times. Got three kids outside of our love, but she ain't going nowhere. She a real one. She mine, I'm a married her. Tiffany probably like, ooh, you dirty mo- Mm-hmm. Yeah, I deserve every piece of what you got, Terrence. <laughs> and we gonna keep all of this, and I'm gonna honor our marriage. And then Terrence thinking that Tiffany ain't going nowhere. He got Tiffany in the bag soon as he get that ring on her finger. Tiffany like, ha, 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 rabbit's got the gun. Because mm. guess what? If you want a divorce, I'm not signing no papers. Mm-hmm. So both of them trapped. Mm. Raising these outside kids. Mm. Where's the audience? That's true. That's true. It's 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 a conundrum. It you is know, a conundrum. and and people people get into situations for different things. You know, um, and 
I think that we're living in very interesting times where people are exploring what it means to be in relationships, what it means to be honored. Mm-hmm. What, how do you show me your honor? And I think some men are saying, I'm not doing this anymore. And some I, women are saying, I'm not doing this anymore, you know? And and I think that we need to, you know, I, I think that's good for us to have those kind of discussions. Right. Okay. So with that, mm-hmm. because a lot of people have it fixated in their mind what they think it looks like. However, not enough people have the discussions to talk about what it looks like individually mm-hmm. and what it can look like together. Because most of the time, especially on podcasts, people are, it's always this at odds debate. Mm-hmm. It's always men like this, women like this, men want this, women want this. Okay, but y'all talking about these same three people that circulate <laughs> through the community. <laughs> However, the regular normal people who would like to settle down and be with somebody for all the right reasons, at least what they think is right in their heart, mm-hmm. they consuming mm-hmm. all of this dishonorable crap that they mm-hmm. have floating out here in the wonderful mystical world of the universe and internet. Mm-hmm. So when people finally do get together, they already have these preconceived notions of what men want, what women want. Everybody has this. Everybody does this. All women are this. All men are this. Are you gay, straight, bi? What letter you pick? It's all of these things instead of like, okay, it's you and it's mm-hmm. me. Right. I don't care what they doing out there. This is what I want. This right. is how I hold myself. Mm-hmm. This is what my problems are. How does that align with all of that on your side? Yes. But when you have, I noticed a lot of people like the emotional maturity that it takes to not only have these conversations, but maturely have these conversations to get to an understanding. Because what I found is oftentimes we find one little trigger section Mm-hmm. And that's the t- that's the section people be like, "Ha ho, my time to shine, baby!" And it's gonna be a bunch of regurgitation of BS mm-hmm. of stuff that they granddaddy did. I got a couple of jokes about people like single fathers and and single uh, parent households and the type of people that come from. Because as soon as a man say, "I want something like," because my daddy did this, 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 and my mama will always live. I'm like, sir, I don't know. The type of mindset your mom had for me to think that that's something that I'm going to do. Because mm-hmm. in my talk about family honor, I come from a lot of single women in my family. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. And the main thing that they told me was don't take no crap from no man mm-hmm. and don't let nobody disrespect you. I have been single for a long time mm-hmm. because I cherish that advice because I should not have to take crap from anybody and I should never have to be disrespected by somebody who I call myself loving. That seems to be the reverse because apparently a man is going to be a man and a man is allowed to insert man activity here and disregard my feelings. I don't abide by that level of this all. And then, you know, I posted something on Instagram not too long ago, and it was a woman saying that older women are what the patriarchy hates the most because we still alive. Yeah, and y'all learn, <laughs> and you learn lessons, right? And you forward those lessons to that other generation, right? That's whose shoulders you stand on. And so, one of my 
um, mutuals that we follow each other who was on this podcast. He has his own podcast called The Real Men Talk. He asked me, what do I think about these older women that tell younger women to stay single? And I said, well, I can't speak on them. I don't tell older, I am an older woman, but I don't tell younger women to stay single. What I do tell younger women is this is my experience being married. I was married for 17 years. I didn't feel honored in that marriage. In fact, I felt more honored as a single woman Mm -hmm. than I ever felt as a married woman. I felt more taken advantage of and taken for granted as a married woman. That's my personal experience. But also, I didn't grow up with people telling me the messages you got. I grew up with, you get married, it's your job to make it work as a woman. It's your responsibility to keep that man. And you need to cater to him and stroke his ego and try to bite your tongue. And that's the messages I grew up with because the family is most important. The kids having a dad in the home is most important. You having somebody to help you with those bills is most important. So just like, and you'll hear some men on podcasts say this all the time, you don't be talking back to your boss. So why would you be talking back to your husband? Sir, I am self-employed. (laughs) But they do have some of those, like I said, those podcasts, they have that same mentality. And I was fed that. Mm -hmm. But that is dishonoring because what it does, again, it does put you, if you are an employee working for an employer, that doesn't mean that you give up all your rights. Agreed. You, there are many, many, many instances where an employee will have a meeting with the boss and say, Hey, I have a problem with this. Conflict resolution. Right. And even go to HR and say, uh, human resources, I'm having this difficulty with my boss and my boss won't listen. But those men in these podcasts don't seem to think about the fact that that's the way it works in the workplace. And if you don't like your job and you feel dishonored, people quit all the time and resign all the time. Agree. And if you say that, they'll say, well, a marriage isn't supposed to be like a business. It's supposed to be a covenant. And I'm like, you don't want to say it. Yes. I, you brought up the analogy. Yes. Now I'm just showing you the flaws of your analogy. So, so, you know, when I began to look at the flaws in some of the messages I was taught and say, I feel like less of a person. Mm -hmm. I feel disrespected. I feel dishonored. I feel like I've lost myself. I don't want to ever go through that again. Mm -hmm. So I've got to change. I've got to have some boundaries. I've got to have some standards. I'm not going to just be quiet for the sake of this marriage. I'm not going to be quiet and just let certain things go on because I want to keep this man, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and uh, so that was something I had to learn because that was, the standard that was given to me was stay married at all costs. Right. right. And and there are still women that are given that standard, right. especially if you come from a very religious background. But going back to the vows, that's not honor. <laughs> that's not holding somebody in. Seeing how much you can get away with as a husband or a wife, as a girlfriend or a boyfriend, seeing how much can I put on this person? How much will they put up with as an employee? 
you know, how much can I get away with, uh, you know, how much can I get away with at this job or as an employer, regardless of what the, you know, relationship is as a child in, in a parent's home, as a parent with a child, mm-hmm. we should have honor for the bonds that we have and we should not take advantage of people. Mm-hmm. We should not abuse people. We should not manipulate people, you know, lie to people, gaslight people, gaslight you know, all people. that kind of stuff. So, I feel I feel like with honor, a, a, a simple breakdown of honor for definition wise would be like a combination of honesty and respect. Mm-hmm. Because it's applicable in any and all situations and circumstances. I had a meeting with uh, I'm not gonna say who it is, but I had a meeting with somebody who's in entertainment. Mm-hmm. He's further up than I am, and I'm trying to see, you know, I'm I'm trying to advance my, my level. And some of the things he was sharing we're not very honorable. Mm. It's like, okay. Cause I said, I told him, I'm like, I'm a very, um, I'm not a shy or shady person. Mm-hmm. Like, and he was like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, I'm not going to purposely do bad business with somebody. I'm not going to do the bait and switch. I'm not going to tell you one thing. And then all of a sudden when it's time to put up, Oh, by the way, we ain't got it. I'm not going to not pay people their money. If I say I'm going to pay you. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm like, look here, you agree for this? I'm going to find some way to get you your money. Girl, when I tell you that that money part must have clicked somewhere, he was like, well, I mean, you want to make it in business. Business is this. Like, you you trying to make it. The goal is to make it in business. You need to do this. Yeah, if I ain't got your money, I don't know what you're going to do about it. Now, I don't know what type of background this person comes from, but mine is not the I didn't come from the best of places where you could just get over on people and be safe. Yes. Uh-huh. So I come from places where they do extremely more for extremely less. Uh-huh. So if I say I'm going to have your money, if I, what people have done over $20, uh-huh. me included, uh-huh. you probably don't want to mess with people over anything uh-huh. that's a certain level because it's the honor Right. It's not the lack of pay because if you don't have it and you have a discussion with someone, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, this happened, this happened, this happened. Somebody's gonna be more understanding right. than you just blatantly mm-hmm. cheating them. Right. That dishonorable act. Right. Because in certain cultures, dishonor will get y'all get your whole family extra <laughs> when they kick you out. Yeah. The vocabulary. I have one, but it's not working today, and it's okay. Because right. I didn't lose any honor right, right, without right. being able to just think about that exact word. But people will be ostracized. That's it. Yes. I got it. Gotcha. Ostracized, excommunicated, murdered, mm-hmm. hung. If you were, I'm a Robbie's Cove, eye for eye. Mm-hmm. Steal something small, you lose a whole hand. Mm-hmm. So clearly, honor is something to be considered and is held in very high regard. So just saying blatantly, or you're you're advising someone who's in the same field of, as you to be dishonest, shysty, dishonor, commit dishonorable acts. Mm-hmm. I like to live. Entertainment is a very beautiful on the outside type of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. I listen mm-hmm. because from that conversation, I learned something. Mm-hmm. May not be that. Right. However, okay, there are different approaches to different things. Right. Because you got to take some good out of all situations. I would agree with you so. on that. You know, speaking of getting advice, 
The internet is full of advice. Oh, yes. Full of advice. But just like she just showed, I think that every person who opens up an app, whether it's Facebook or TikTok or Instagram or whatever. X. Yes. Needs to evaluate the source of the information Mm -hmm. and whether that information honors them, dishonors them, teaches them an honorable thing or not. Because all advice isn't good advice. And like right. the advice that you were just given, that was not honorable advice. That was not good advice. And she was wise enough to say, for these reasons, I decline your advice. I am not going to accept that. So I, I would hope that my audience and anyone who sees these clips would do the same. Mm-hmm. Evaluate the source of the advice. Evaluate the source of the information. Because just because something is on the internet, Um, does not make it true. And we do have a brain, you know, this head of ours is supposed to be filled with brain matter where we can sift and decide for ourselves what we believe. And even with my podcast, you should decide for yourself what you believe and not be swayed just because someone said it. Mm -hmm. Um, Too many people, I believe, are getting sucked into toxic thought patterns because they just accept anything that is said. And that part of being an adult to me is taking responsibility, accountability for your decisions and for the people that you um, allow to influence you. And, you know, I was talking to my cameraman. I was talking to a couple other people. I was very upset. And this is kind of where we're going to kind of wrap up in the next few minutes and move on to talking about some of the things you have coming up. Mm-hmm. There was a situation that happened recently where a young woman was hit in the head with a brick. Oh. And um, I posted the video that another creator made about the situation where she was basically saying, oh, my gosh, it's so sad that no one came to her aid at that moment. And I put videos on my Instagram and on my Facebook. All right. Now, women came out very supportive. Every single man that commented on that video, 100% of them said, you don't have all the facts. She probably was disrespectful. There's probably something in her past history that made those men not want to help her. Um, She was a stranger. Why should they help her and put themselves on the line? Uh, What was the other thing? Oh, um, you guys are independent. (laughs) This is when you need to be independent and not expect men to take up for you. And I said to each one of them, I said, you know, you guys just showed your misogyny because... You weren't even at the situation and all you had to do was say, man, that was mad. That's a bad thing that right. happened. That's really sad that happened. That anybody got attacked in public. That was all that you had to say. You just I wasn't me. asking you to go and jump in. The situation's over. Right. And besides that, there's other ways to render aid. Those men there could have taken a picture of the guy's license plate, could have taken a picture of him, could have called the cops, could have offered her aid after the fact. They didn't have to physically intervene. So that was dishonorable to to make all these excuses. And these men probably are the same men that feel like they should be respected as the father and baby like the son. 
Probably so. And I ended up blocking every one of these people because I said, the fact that you guys don't have one thing. And I even asked them before I even said, you guys have nothing. I said, is there anything that you want to say for her? Right. I don't have any empathy. I don't know her. I don't know which kind of person she is. And And I said, yeah, I said, you know what? You just, I gave you an opportunity to correct yourself, to pull back, to, to restate. I'm saying thinking maybe I misunderstood, but you just showed me. And this is what I said to a couple of them. I said, the same things you just said are the same things that many white racist people say to black people when police brutality happens. It's the exact same thing. You should have complied. I had a man say she should have complied. Complied. Complied with him asking for her phone number. He, she should have just gave him the phone number and then she would have been safe. That's the same thing they say to black people when there's police brutality. So question that I have from that is, let's say she did something. Let's say she did anything. Where does any justification of having a brick to the dome get justified? At what point, aside from her threatening somebody's life, life, would you say that, hmm, allow me to get a brick? Because I don't know if these bricks are just readily available for you. No number. Like, yes. Who's that lucky? You went and found a brick, found her. And adjusted and, and just commits to putting the two together. So, but the thing about that, and, and to go to your point about the men, this, these dishonorable suckers in these comments, it's like not only does it show misogyny, but it shows selfishness. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that is extremely gifted at playing devil's advocate, mm-hmm. and no matter what the circumstance. You could be saying, hey, this is wrong. This happened to me. And I feel like this person was unjust because. And she will find. She's also an interest. She's she's talented. Mm. But she will find the the most. I'm going to say she's very. She's the most imaginative way for the person to be right or for you to be wrong. Mainly for you to be wrong. And I asked her one time, I'm like, okay, when you say these things, hmm. or when you offer these points of view, are you saying that because you're offering a different perspective or are you off? Are you saying that because if you were in the situation, this is why you would want to be right? Hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if she answered that question. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming with that. But because a lot of these men in the timeline, I'm like, Okay, you're identifying as the brick wielder. Hmm. And you're thinking, hmm, why would I bust somebody in the face with a brick? Hmm. Now, immediately, I can think of a couple reasons why I would bust somebody in the face with a brick. I don't know those to happen. Right. Even if you said no, or even if you did slap somebody, where, where does the brick come in hand? Literally. So when I when people are justifying the unjust, it's like something wrong with you, and you did right to block them, right? Because some pieces missing. There's some pieces missing, and then 
sad to say it didn't end there. Oh, it did not end there because I posted another video that said, you know, um, some of the people were calling her a scammer on many social media platforms. And I posted, I posted a video where a guy said, even if, even if she's a scammer, your misogyny is still showing. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. So these people, of course, she wasn't a scammer. NBC did a whole article about it. She has her police report. She has her medical report. You know, all of this documentation. But in the interim time before NBC came out with this report, um, the people who were upset with her for saying what happened to her, just saying the truth, mm -hmm. got her TikTok account banned. The GoFundMe where she had raised $35,000, I think it was 1,200 people uh, donated to the GoFundMe. 250,000 people reported it as a scam and got it locked. She didn't get a dollar from the GoFundMe. I'm going to start being GoFundMe with some yeah. business. Because I got stuff I need to do for the community. Honorable. I mean, it's, it's, and, and so these people who are so sure and so wrong are out here getting this woman's TikTok banned, getting her wrong. GoFundMe locked mm -hmm. up, and she was telling the, the absolute truth. truth. Makes you wonder about all them people that got uh, put on death row for after like a split second trial, huh? Yeah. I never, so. speaking of this, since we're talking about honor, I'm talking about your honor real quick, like a uh -huh. judge. I've always questioned that jury thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because this automatically makes me think, I'm like, these are the same people who could have easily been 12 people in a bus, none of my peers, mm -hmm. judging my livelihood and freedom. Mm -hmm. so you get people who have no clue they were not there they said just the right thing for them to have an opinion about my life and then you're basing it off who tells the best story mm -hmm. because if you really just take account into all of these uh, social media accounts like you said none of these people who are making this action knew any part of the story other than the small piece mm -hmm. they heard the plea of the person who was attacked and was like, nah, that's not enough. And then they gathered a bunch of lies mm -hmm. to concoct their own formation of the story. Mm -hmm. And they got this lady's TikTok and everything banned and they knew nothing. Mm -hmm. And despite, and I don't know, I didn't follow the story, but like, just, just say devil's advocate, despite all of her best efforts and the, and the evidence being put, she still has to suffer the consequences because some right. people only grab whatever they grab, they take off and run with it. They don't need evidence. They already heard enough for them to take it. Well, the only things that they could come up with that were incriminating evidence were that two years prior to this incident, mm -hmm. she had done a skit where she slapped a white guy in a skit for reparation. That was two years ago that they used yes. that? Yes. Oh, and the then internet. she had said something about happy pride so how dare her want the help of a man when she wasn't even heterosexual? And then the other thing was sometime in the past, she had done a different GoFundMe. So with those three pieces of evidence that are not evidence of anything at all, but no. living, no. Yeah. Um, she was tried by this jury, as you said, of her peers and found to be... Um, a person who needed to be reported to get their TikTok banned and their GoFundMe banned. Meanwhile, and back at the forehead glue. Like, I don't, it's a, 
make it make sense. It doesn't make any sense. So it's it's really sad and it's it's very dishonorable, you know. um, But we are here on social media, on podcast platforms today, not just to talk about the bad things that people do, but I wanted to transition to the fact that we can use our skills, talents, and abilities for honorable purposes. Yes. So we're going to transition from the dishonorable stuff that we just talked about to an honorable event and a person. So I want you to tell us about what you have coming up, who you are, and what you're about to put on. I'm about to put this GoFundMe out. (laughs) Because I am an honorable person doing things for this community that needs to be funded. So no, but I in in reality I meant that. But reality was I'm Ember Sky. I am a creative and a producer. And I founded the nonprofit Skies and Stars, which utilizes media and performance arts for mental health awareness. Oh, that's awesome. Very honorable cause. Yes, and I um I don't know where we met, but she was on one of my last lyric shows pre-COVID, and then I came to one of your events where you had um mental health people talking about their journey in um using the arts mm-hmm. and using entertainment for kids, for adults, you know, in different parts of the community. So kind of how did you get this idea? Like where did it come from? Um the short version is I feel like the world is full of undiagnosed psych patients who need something to do. And I am one of these people. So I, you know, okay, the short version, because we this could easily turn into therapy, but we're not going to do that. But the short version is I'm a very sensitive person. I am a very talented and creative person. And a lot of times when I'm in my sensitive moments, I can use my creativity as outlet for me to feel better. And I happen to be good at it. And I happen to interact with so many people. I said, hey, why don't we share this with the community for this honorable cause? You know, so um, I used to want to pursue a a music career. I, I always felt like I had a nice voice. And I when I was embarking on the whole singing career thing, kept running into a lot of dishonorable people. (laughs) They want you to do dishonorable acts for you to get this, what you think is an honorable song, talking about dishonorable things. (laughs) But as I delved into more and more like avenues and creativity, I, I met different people who allowed me opportunities to, like I've been a, an extra or background and I've had roles in different plays and movies I've helped like cast different things and it's like I found that the more talented these people are the more they got going on upstairs let me repeat this louder for the people in the back the more talented that people seem to be the more they have going on up here. Now, it may, they may not be talking to themselves walking in circles when no one's around, but these, I have a friend who's a dancer. He dances like he thinks. You can tell there's a million and 12 things going off per second, but his dance moves crisp, make just talented. This person can do backflips, uh, all kinds of tap dance, ballet. He's in like five different dance groups. He does all this stuff. Psych patient. 
not a bad psych patient. Like he's not like, but there's a lot, you know, because oftentimes your your thoughts manifest differently. And as a creative and as a founder of Skies and Stars, I feel like I want to help people find positive ways for their thoughts to manifest. Because especially when you get to them dark ones, like when you get to that those insecurities, you get to those that trauma, you get to that those situations that you wish you would have handled differently and it starts to come out and manifest. A lot of times it comes out as anger and resentment. A lot of times it comes out as all kinds of negative stuff. I'm getting goosebumps. But it comes off differently. So, But if you can take that, say for instance, you are amongst people who's like, okay, we're going to write about our problems. Not only are we going to write about them, let's focus this energy. Let's take this and write a poem. Let's write a song. Let's write a story. So many books come out of prison. Mm-hmm. You know? So so many, so much art comes out of prison. Because you, you're stuck and you don't want to get more time. So let me just go ahead and take this toothpaste and this lighter and let's see what we can come up with. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you would have had that peace, if mm-hmm. you would have had that solitude, that avenue of creativity, exposure to betterment, where could your life have been? So before people get locked up or before people do damaging things to themselves or others, or just to keep them from doing it or stop it, giving them other options. I'm like, okay, let me do a workshop. Let me do a dance class. Let me do a showcase where you can beat on your chest and rap about the positive stuff because there's no cussing in showcase. It's always cussing in showcase. It's not supposed to be cussing in showcase. <laughs> I got you. It happens all the time. But you that's know, where they came from. Um, when you were talking, it reminded me of another creative that I had on this platform, uh, Yolan Young. Mm-hmm. And when he was sitting right in your seat right there, he says, poetry saved my life. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I was basically in gangs. I was around the wrong influences. And I had somebody introduce me to poetry. And it just gave me an outlet, you know. And there's a lot of people that um, they were like, if I didn't have music, if I didn't have dance, if I didn't have poetry or writing or painting or sketching, I wouldn't know how to deal with my emotions. Uh, you know, one thing that I've learned um, is that a lot of us are not taught how to emotionally regulate. Mm-hmm. We have all these emotions as a kid and they just tell us, you know, go sit in the room somewhere and be quiet and figure it out. Stop that you know, crying. Stop that crying. Yeah. Why so you we, crop up? Right. So we don't know how to process our emotions. We don't know how to feel them and express them in positive ways. We're told to stuff them and stifle them and ignore them. And that's why some people of color and Mm -hmm. other people end up addicted to things because they're trying to keep that stuff stuffed. Mm -hmm. They're trying to spend it away, sex it away, drug it, drink it, smoke it away, you know, whatever the outlet is. But if you learn arts, that's a very positive. There's no... um, you're not going to overdose on painting. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to kill yourself because you didn't take in too many dance classes. Right. You know, you might be a little sore, yeah, but yeah. you'll be okay. Yeah. You know, whereas if you were to take it in, in a different way, um, it could be very destructive. Right. And rather than 
suppressing it, you're expressing it. Yes, girl. It's coming out of you. And not only is it coming out of you, but it's transformative to the audience. They can feel it. They can relate to it. They see the power of it. You know, there's um, several comedians that have come on my show and they were like, I never really liked poetry till I heard your poetry. And then I was like, I could go and write some poetry and cause Zen, I write poetry <laughs> and I wasn't even trying to have the, the, the comics on the show write poetry. But, but Maya and Julia Spogel were like, I wrote my first poem after I was on your show. I love, um, I love so it, it's great that you're giving people that kind of outlet. So when when is your next showcase coming up? The next showcase is actually next month, October 28th. It's during the day and it ends really early. So people have no excuse like, oh, yeah, I got something to do tonight. You'll be done. You'll be done. The, t- the, the venue is at TBH. Um, I don't know if you know where Cider Kate is. It's like East Downtown. It's really nice. The talent is, it gets better every year, girl. Every year. I had to, it was too many people trying to be in it this year. Mm. So that's, this is the fifth one. So look, I cry every year, but I'm going to try not to cry, at least on TV this time. It's going to be on TV. And it, the tickets are, are cheap. So even if you don't come, buy a ticket. Well, tell them like where your website is, because this is going to go on the podcast and we'll actually have the information, you know, under the live mm-hmm. and stuff so that you can get tickets. The website is skiesandstars.com. That's S-K-E-Y-E-Z, the letter N, S-T-A-R-Z.org. That org, not dot com. I didn't pay for that one this year. That was expensive. <laughs> because one thing, if I may say this, when you have a passion about something and you're doing things from the, the right place and your, the right part of your heart, the resources will come because websites and domains are not cheap. And I have been able to have and maintain this, these websites that I have for five years. They are not cheap. I ain't got no money. But I got my websites. I'm having a showcase. I'm able to have classes. I'm able to do workshops. I'm able to utilize all of my resources in order for me to do what I feel like I was put here to do. That's awesome. You know, I talked earlier in this show about owing something to people that came before us and to the people that are going to come. And, you know, as artists, one of the things that I heard, I think it was... um, Gosh, what was her? I think Nina Simone said it. Mm-hmm. She said something like the poet's job or the creative's job is to speak truth to power, mm-hmm. you know, and to keep basically to keep people honest, to, 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 to bring into the light the things that people don't want seen, you know. Um, and I think that when you are able to say what you just said about I'm able to do something, that's my purpose. If this is my purpose. I think that's a whole nother thing. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of artists help people find their purpose Mm -hmm. because I'm an artist and my podcast energy is, is really all about you finding your purpose, finding your voice, creating a toolbox of ways of thinking like mindset tools, like honor Mm -hmm. is a concept that if people can take a hold of it, and allow it to guide them, it can keep them out of a lot of trouble. I agree. You know, and also keep them 
to me, we have to be able to look ourselves in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to have pride and honor and respect for ourselves. If you don't have that pride in yourself, then, you know, you're not going to get along well with other people. You're not going to expect the best from other people. Look them in the eye. Mm. That's true. That's a thing, girl. That is a thing. That's true. Because you, you kind of know the type of person you're dealing with based off of eye contact and or the lack thereof. That... That, I like eyes, right? Yes. And and I feel like eyes eyes speak to you in a way that the voice can, even in the way that your body language and stuff can. Because you people can fake people can fake words, they can fake mannerisms, they can fake interests, but like that is something about your eyes. When you look at people in their eyes and you can kinda not like the oh yeah, you look to the left, you must be lying. Like that's that's <laughs> stupid. But it's a connection you have with the per- person. You can tell if they're actually engaged into your conversation. You can tell if they want you to hurry up so they can go do what they're going to do. It's something about being able to connect with somebody and have like eye contact with somebody. Mm-hmm. That's that's a thing for me. I agree with you. It's in my name. I like eyes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> also, if I may, and I want I do. Oh, like, go ahead. Go ahead. It, if I could speak to you directly. Oh, sure. Thank you. You you are you are a very very special person, and I when you say why you created your podcast that you're a coach that you're a conduit that you are basically this vessel to pretty much help people help themselves and expose them to different resources to help them. You know, like we have a lot of go. But I feel like whenever you do something, you literally speak it into everything that you do. Mm-hmm. The podcast when I when I listen to your podcast. And you talk about something, it, it resonates. Reading your book, I have not finished your book. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> I have not finished your book. And let me and I'm telling you why though. Because when I read it and I'm going through it, like I said, I'm sensitive. Mm. So whatever topic is going on in that book, or whatever topic you're talking about in your podcast, whether it's accountability, whether it's Revisiting like or or past trauma, or identifying something within yourself that you think is holding you back, so you can get more. I swear, let me log off. It's immediately about to start happening. You had one where you were like, it was like the family trauma or something that was going on with your family and like trying to work through it. I swear, everything that happened in my family, I didn't go looking for it. It started coming to me, so I had no choice but to confront it, to work through it, to to deal with different things. And I feel like that is a gift and that is a power that, you know, what is it? I mean, these sayings, too much is acquired, much is expected. Yeah, to whom much is given, yeah, much is required, something like that. It's like the Spider-Man, you know? But it's deep. Yeah. And I feel like you... Some of us have gifts and they don't use them because they are afraid of the responsibility. Mm. Whereas I feel like you own it and you utilize it and you accept the responsibility that comes with it. Because you don't get podcasts, books, poetry, meaningful, it's going to resonate with you and a whole bunch of other people for you to do an anthology and people buy it. You don't get that without Mm. something there. You don't you don't get to have the influence you have on other people 
without there being something with it. Because a lot of people want, a lot of people want ability. A lot of people want to be able to write a good poem. A lot of people want to have a good voice. A lot of people want a good body. But they're not willing to accept the responsibility that comes with it. And for that, I just want to say that I appreciate you for that. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you for saying all that. Um, I wanted to say, I, I heard somebody say this, and he was talking about a lot of people say they want um, to be authentic, mm-hmm. but they don't understand what that means because they think if I'm authentic, people are going to like me. And he said, actually, when you're authentic, you become magnetic. And what a magnet does is like it it's, it's pulls things like it towards it and it repels other things. So he said, get ready for people to be drawn to you, to feed off your energy, to be you know inspired or energized by you. But get ready to piss some people off. Oh, they, oh yes. Get ready to push some people away. He was like, because if you are authentic, you are going to be doing both magnetizing to you and repelling from you. And he was like, if you're not ready for that responsibility, then don't say you want to be authentic. You know, and I think that that kind of goes back to honoring, you know, there came, we were talking about our different ways of being raised and you being raised around a lot of single women. I was raised around nothing but married women. Mm. And it was like, what's that like? There's good and bad. There's there's good (laughs) and bad to it. There's, there's a lot of stability but then there were there was also a lot of me saying, even as a little girl, you know, I don't want to be a woman. They go through too much. I don't want to be, you know, I didn't really embrace my femininity until I was much older because I saw women being kind of the 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 labor force of the world. And then they went out and they did their work nine to five and they came home and they put feet up. And they didn't honor their wives because their wives would go out and work nine to five and come home and work till midnight, you know, cooking and sewing and, you know, checking homework and making sure, you know, that everything was ready for the next day, including his breakfast that she was getting some of those things prepared before and his lunch that she was setting aside for before. So it was like his job ended after eight hours and hers was like 24 mm-hmm. seven. And I'm like, how is this fair? And so as a woman, I felt a lot of fear about the burden mm-hmm. that I saw around me being around nothing but married women. And, and I, I even think there was a level of resentment that I had. And once I got divorced, it was like, I had to shed all of that and say, okay, look, I've got to create a life that works for me. And I have to create, and, and all of these roles that people want to put on us, I'm going to say, like you said, if you're a man coming into my life, what do you actually need? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to fill all these roles that your granddaddy might have had and your daddy might have had, okay? Right. They don't you know even apply to you. Yeah. What do you need? And let's see if I can provide that for you. And what do I need? Let's right. see if you can provide that for me. The communication. Because, because I'm not, we're not going to go with what... We're not going to go with the unbalanced system that didn't honor everyone involved. Right. You know, I feel like we should get to a system and, and, you know, I just did a post on this the other day. I get accused of being a feminist all the time and I'm not. What is, what is a feminist? Because at this point, I'm like, what? <laughs> but we done, I can't 
like okay. burn no bras. So I need the support. A feminist, the definition of a feminist is a woman that wants equal opportunities, equal pay, and equal rights with a man. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the definition of a feminist. I am not a feminist because I actually want to go further than that. Yeah. Okay. So this is the way I see it. I believe the patriarchy does not honor men or women because it puts each person, male or female, or whatever you want to call yourself, into roles that don't fit. Agreed. So I believe we should have an egalitarian system, meaning you get in where you fit in. You know, every man is not a leader or protector. Every woman is not a nurturer. Right. You fill the roles that fit. And, and, you know, people love to talk about Black Panther, Wakanda and all this stuff, but they don't even know what they were looking at. They were looking at an egalitarian society. There were women warriors Mm -hmm. in that, in that tribe. There were men warriors. There were women who were in positions of spiritual leadership and men who were in positions of spiritual leadership. There were the queen mothers and there was the king. Mm -hmm. That's equality. Right. That's everyone fitting in where their roles are. That's not a man has this role, a woman has this role. No, we all fit in to build a community Mm -hmm. and we all bring our gifts. If my gift is to go out and hunt as a woman, I'm going to go out and hunt. Right. I'm not going to be sitting at home basket weaving when you as the man can't hit the side of a barn with your arrow, but you putting yourself as the hunter when we, we going to starve. You finna be, you finna be praying. <laughs> you, know, you finna get, right. you ain't coming back. Yeah, you finna so, get eat up. So that to me, an egalitarian system is one where rules, I'm sorry, roles don't exist because you decide the role based on your gifts, your mm-hmm. talents, your skills, your abilities. And we're not trying to compete with each other. We're trying to work together Agreed. to build a system that works. And so I am not a feminist because I don't want us to be equal in a system that doesn't work. Uh, girl, let's call it community builders. Yeah. Because some of the... I, I saw a post where this guy was going around the different... Uh, areas in Africa and he was like just giving people money mm-hmm. I feel like that is though admirable mm-hmm. that's the wrong approach mm-hmm. because you look at the area that these people were saying it is squalor mm-hmm. now just because you broke don't mean you're dirty mm-hmm. so and I I've been, uh, I went to Haiti a few years ago same thing I'm like Okay, understood that the earthquake tore all this up. The earthquake was three years ago. Mm-hmm. It's trash deal right here. So somewhere, the mentality of that community has been conditioned to think that this is what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody can come and influence, okay, we may not have the best of everything, but this is what we have. Mm-hmm. One thing we're going to do, we're going to sweep this trash up and not feed our children amongst the squalor. Mm-hmm. If we must poop in the most uncomfortable positions, let's dig a hole mm-hmm. and utilize it. Now, we're not pooping in the back, throwing it in the water, we got to drink. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's small things that can, if influenced properly, can be extremely impactful. But it also lets you recognize that some conditioning is purposeful. That's true. Because if I teach you to depend on me, mm-hmm. you don't know that you don't have to depend on me. Right. 
And then you know, and you that's got uprising. And then you got people getting a uh, what is it called? What's the Fourth of July? What's that? Independence. Independence. Mm-hmm. The, the vocabulary mm-hmm. is just you know the thing when you you liberate yourself from the thing with the people. Yes. You know, yes. sounds you rise like that. Yes. But and I think about that, and even with the with um, what I do, and just kind of just giving people another option. Because I'm not saying that you coming to sing in front of people is going to help you with problems. I also have mental health resources. If you need to go check in somewhere, go to the website. It's a mental health section that may have a number for you to get the help that you need. Right. But just taking that, like the influence and the impact that you can have on a small society, that ripple effect. Mm-hmm. You helping one person be their best self. You helping Julius and Ma'am write a poem. Mm-hmm. They go read that poem, and that poem hit mm-hmm. the next audience they're in front of, mm-hmm. and they they go do the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's a snowball of positivity. Right. We're yeah. not rapping about whopping booty holes. Right. 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 You know. Right. Right. I got gotcha. you. Even I though gotcha. some snowballs go grow a little faster than others. <laughs> right. 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 You know, it's 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 like the it's the little things. Mm-hmm. It's the having somebody in your life saying, "Hey, there's nothing wrong with making your marriage work." True. As long as there's respect and honor. True. Yes. Those little voices. You you don't even have to hear that from in the family. You can just get it passively and it'll have a great impact and a great effect. And it'll help you make a better choice. It'll help you be able to share that choice with other people so other choices, better choices can be made. Even if it's not accepted, you have that option. Right. That right. you didn't know you had. Because yes. if you had self-resentment, based on other people's lives around you mm-hmm. because that was the influence and the impact right. and it was more influential and more impactful because these are your immediate mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. around you whereas me my people my family's biggest goal was for me not to get pregnant mm-hmm. before i graduated high school mm-hmm. now i graduated high school well you know I have some kids wait a minute this directly <laughs> goes against my learning mm-hmm. But also it does, though, because mm-hmm. I haven't had a relationship in a long time. Mm-hmm. I have not been touched. In a lo- I'm just playing. I'm not. Touch deprivation <laughs> is a big thing. I, I'm actually talking about that in my new book. But um, I want to thank you guys for joining us. You know, we were talking about honor, honoring yourself, honoring your talents, honoring your community, honoring the people that came before you and the people who will come after you, because I do believe that all of us impact somebody in our circle either you know somebody older than somebody younger somebody our same age you know we have we are not islands Mm -hmm. we are connected to people and so uh, i hope i gave you guys some food for thought i do have books you know on amazon and when i vend you know she has her showcase coming up tell them again when the fifth annual skies and stars showcase will be october the 28th Yes. You can find the tickets on the website. And my next last lyric show, Poetry in Motion, will be at the Shrine of the Black Madonna on October 6th. She will be there. So she will have uh, some tickets with her and she'll also be doing some comedy that night. Yes, ma'am. Yes, and I'll be doing some poetry. So if you haven't gotten your tickets for October 6th, they are on my link tree um, or on Eventbrite. It says Poetry in Motion. So you can get your tickets so you can see both of us and come out and Boost your spirit, you know, 
we, we, we try to put positivity into the, um, into the universe and into the community. So thank you guys for joining us and please like, share, subscribe, follow. May you walk in synergy. Have a great night. Bye. Zenashea, newly divorced 43-year-old Southern woman, wanted a fresh start. She'd heard there were plenty of fish to choose from in the modern dating pond. What she discovered were plenty of guppies, exactly 101 of them. The result? A provocative, transparent, raw, and delightfully uncensored account of her experiences with the 101 men she encountered on her journey to find the one. In Plenty of Guppies, Zen spills all the tea on dating psychology, relationships, and self-discovery while giving readers a rare glimpse into the life of an award-winning artist and best-selling author. The book is an enlightening narrative that explores gender roles and identity outside of societal expectations. Zen has written a refreshingly mature modern-day epic of online dating, layering her personal story with erotic poetic verses and passionate prose that frame her journey toward rebuilding a life as a single woman and adjusting to both an empty nest and boomeranging children. Thank you.